Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is also available as a podcast. So all you have to do is, if you want to hear it, is search for Mask of the Gods, which is the name of the series, in your favorite podcatcher, wherever you listen to me, and you can hear it. So today we're not going to be talking about what happened on Game of Thrones, and that's mainly because, uh, well... Apparently, most of y'all don't care. <laughs> there have, you know, when I look at my podcast analytics, the Game of Thrones episodes have been kind of the lowest rated ones that I did. So, if you really want me to talk about Game of Thrones, then hit me up on Twitter, let me know, see Dorset over there, and I will definitely talk about the episodes. So, instead, today, let's talk about that new trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm sorry, Spider-Man Far From Home, because... Yeah, that went in directions that I wasn't quite expecting. Though, in hindsight, I probably should have. To go along with what Tom Holland said at the beginning of the trailer, if you have not seen <laughs> Avengers Endgame, um, first of all, I'd be curious to know why, because given how much money that thing's made, I figure most people have seen it at least once by now, but... Anywho, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet, and you don't want anything from that movie to be spoiled, then there will be spoilers while talking about Spider-Man, because, yeah, it starts right off with them, and it's kind of some of the stuff that I want to discuss. So, that's what we're going to be doing today. But before we get into spoilers, and I'll let you know before we do, if you enjoy this podcast, if you do me a favor, please rate it in whatever podcasting app you're listening in. That really does help out a lot. That tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. And while you're at it, why not share the podcast for me? <laughs> help me grow the audience. Help me grow the community. Thank you so much for everything that you do. So before we get into spoilers which we will definitely be getting into. It looks good. It looks fun there. While there is some new footage here, uh, it doesn't look too different from what we already got to see in the previous teaser, but we now know some things that we didn't know. And that kind of changes everything. All in all, I can't wait to see it. I'm very excited for it, even though one of my closest friends is still hashtag not my Spider-Man for Tom Holland. I like him a lot. So, yeah. Let's go to Spoiler Town now. Incoming spoilers for, Sp for uh, Avengers Endgame in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wow, so we're starting right off with Tony Stark being dead. Yeah. I am really happy for that in so many ways because 
All right. Many of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe don't ape off of what happened in previous episodes. They don't really have that tight continuity that you would expect. And this is one of the things that Bob Chipman talks about a lot, that the beauty of the MCU is it pretends to be a continuity when it's actually a series of separate um, films and franchises that have it, that periodically reference each other. And for the most part, he's right. But the death of Tony Stark is something that this film has to deal with because, well, the relationship between Tony and Peter that they built up in Homecoming is so precious and so wonderful and heartbreaking in both how Infinity War ended and how Endgame ended that that something has to be said about that. I am very excited to see Happy Hogan back. Happy is a character that I could just watch. Like, there's part of me that kind of wants an MCU movie movie that's entirely from Happy Hogan's point of view, where, like, he doesn't become, like, a secret superhero or something. He just reacts to everything going on while other people superhero around him. I think that would be really funny. And I kind of want to see that. I don't know that they'll ever do that. They probably won't, but... I would definitely watch that movie if they decided to make it. Getting to see that he's going to be in here, it does make me have questions. Just because the last time we saw Happy, he was with Morgan, and they were talking about going to, and getting cheeseburgers. Now, I get it. Morgan's going to be with Pepper. Happy is not a surrogate father. I get that. Pepper is probably gone from the MCU forever because Gwyneth Paltrow is Gwyneth Paltrow and she needs to sell her some goop. But for those of you who don't know and think I'm just being mean to Gwyneth Paltrow, she owns a, uh, hmm, let's say health and wellness and beauty company. She, she owns a like mail order company called goop and it sells stuff. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because I will lose my family-friendly clean tag if I go further than that. But yeah, she's not happy with being in these movies. She's never been happy about being in these movies. I was surprised that she came back for Infinity War. I was even more surprised she let them put her in the, I don't know if we're calling her Rescue, Iron Maiden, Iron Woman, what? In Endgame? But she did. But more than likely, from now on, Pepper and Morgan are going to be out of the story until they decide that they want to bring Morgan back, if they do want to bring Morgan back. Though, I would personally like to see, and I don't care what it's called, Rescue, Iron Maiden, Iron Man, Iron, Iron Woman, Iron Paltrow, Iron Goop. I don't care. <laughs> I, I would like to see an Iron Man-ish, whatever, movie starring Gwyneth Paltrow. I think that would be really interesting and fun, just given the way she's played Pepper Potts over the years. 
and given the uh, relationship that she's had with Tony, just to see that she's finally come to terms with the life that he had and the necessity for an Iron Man. But I feel like they're telegraphing that that is never going to happen with this whole, you know, happy and... Uh, I'm sorry, just... The idea of Happy basically trying to tell Peter Parker that he needs to step up and be the new Iron Man because the world needs an Iron Man. And Tony wouldn't have so willingly sacrificed himself if he didn't know Peter Parker was there to pick up the mantle and carry it forward. Oh, that 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 gets me in the heartstrings like, oh, that that gets me a bit. And I think that that's not going to go well for Peter because I I kind of want this movie and it, it won't, but I kind of want this movie to be Peter Parker or Spider-Man, however you want to look at it. They're Iron Man three because in Iron Man three, we see Tony having to deal with his PTSD for what happened to him in space and realizing exactly how big the threats to the universe are. And it's the events of Iron Man 3 that lead us to the Tony Stark that we get by the end of Endgame. Speaking of which, that that kid that I couldn't figure out who was at the end of Endgame, that was the kid from Iron Man 3. So we know now that's who that was. So cool wonder what that means going forward or if that was just a little easter egg that they threw in to drive people like me crazy until we figured it out hmm anywho um yeah like they even hired the same actor to come back and reprise the role so anyway i kind of want to see peter parker trying to come to terms with what happened because he died he and a lot of his classmates died And came back. And he's out of time now. He's not in... Like, I want to see broader ramifications of the five-year gap. And I think Peter Parker, because he's in high school, would be one of those characters that we, we would see that play out most strongly. A friend of mine actually brought up, like, what are they going to do in this post-snap, unsnap world? Because you now have people that were snapped out of existence when they were 16, snapped back into existence, apparently as their 16-year-old self, five years later, which would make them legally 21, if you just look at their date of birth, but they're missing those five years. So that's going to have broader social ramifications all the way across the board. Now, I'm assuming that most of Peter's friends were also victims of the snapping. That way we can keep them all in the same class. Because, let's face it, anybody who wasn't would be 21 by the time this movie takes place. And, that, like, you can't have a 21-year-old MJ and a 17-year-old... Like, no, Tom Holland, no... It would be weird. You can't do that. So 
let's just presume that they were all snapped away and snapped back. That's a lot of people and an entire generation that would have to be dealing with this crisis of just this existential crisis that would really affect them, especially as teenagers. Now, you know, older people will deal with it the way that they do, but the difference, a five-year difference between you and somebody that you knew is so much more acute when you're 16 than if you're 40. Because, you know, if I meet somebody, I don't know if they're, you know, older or younger than me often. You know, I'm very bad at judging at that. And I keep getting worse as I get older because time and I have a different relationship. But, you know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, 20 felt so, you know, when I was 16, 20 felt so far away. And so the idea that one day you're 16 and your friends and other people that you know from school are 16 and now you're back and you're the same age you were and they're in their 20s now. They've graduated high school. They're going on into the world and you're not left behind, but completely missed out because you were gone for five years. The world went on without you for five years. And like I said, while most of the characters in the MCU are probably going to be feeling this, especially the ones that came back, like what happened in Wakanda for five years when the Royal family was gone, that, that, that's going to be an interesting story for, you know, the second, the second, Black Panther, if it gets explained to us at all. But especially coming so close on the heels of Endgame and with, you know, Peter and Tony being so close in, you know, to each other and Peter being one of the characters that was snapped away and snapped back, especially when he learns that there is a multiverse and that he's going to be dealing with problems from an alternate earth that has to affect him in so many different ways. I mean, he has to start wondering at some point if he's the same Peter Parker that disappeared. Is he a new Peter Parker that has come back? Is he an alternate earth Peter Parker that's now living in this world? You know, there's so many questions. I mean, I remember when I was in high school and everything brought up these like grand existential philosophical debates and you felt everything so viscerally and so permanently. And this has to be addressed in more than just a five minute thing, five, 15 minute thing at the beginning of the movie where, you know, Oh, Tony's gone. I'm so sad. I have to be the new Spider-Man. I have to stand up and take the place of Iron Man. Let's go on with our frivols. They can do that, but I, I, I don't know. I want infinity war and end game to have a lasting effect. I want to feel 
the events of that movie like I do Winter Soldier. Because Winter Soldier changed everything with S.H.I.E.L.D. having to go away, with, you know, Nick Fury faking his death, all, all of that. You know, the rise of Hydra. It affected so much in the story, and that was felt across several different films. And I, I, I want the snapping and the unsnapping to do the same thing, and I want it to take this series into weirder places as long as they don't lose the core audience. <laughs> I, I'm really afraid that using the word multiverse is going to freak people out, and I also think that that's why Far From Home is the last of the Phase 3 movies, because I, I have a strong feeling that it is marketing research to see how people react to this idea of multiple Earths. Because I can't speak for everybody listening right now, but I know a lot of us are geeks, and a lot of us have really been involved in the comics and in this kind of minutia for a very long time. So for us, the idea that there are multiple Earths Granted, it's helpful that the Arrowverse has kind of prepared a larger group of people for this idea where you have Earth and Earth 3 and Earth 2 and all that through, you know, Supergirl and Arrow and Flash and all that. So the idea has been seeded into a much broader context, into a broader, wider audience, but... Marvel really needs to hold on to its mainstream audience. So where I don't want them to go is to start doing multiple continuities so that people are feeling lost. Because I know a lot of people that aren't completely sold on the whole comic book thing who felt a little overwhelmed with the 22 movies in 10, you know, 20, 22 movies in 11 years telling the Infinity Saga, as they're now calling it, which, bravo on the marketing, bravo, that, that's, that's going to be a wonderful marketing device when you put together the box sets of the entire MCU, phases one, two, and three. But, yeah, they can't alienate their core mainstream audience. And granted, I thought a talking tree and raccoon would be the thing that did that. <laughs> And it didn't. So maybe we have gotten to a place where the geeks shall inherit the earth for real. And we can start talking about multiverses and multiple timelines and all of that stuff. But there, there, there's a big part of me that feels like that's still a stretch too far. And hopefully they don't lose the audience with that. And I'm curious to see where this goes. Especially with... At least in the trailer, MJ apparently figuring out that he's Spider-Man, or that just being one of her weird jokes. I don't know, that would be weird. I am curious where they're going to go with that, because, I don't know. I, I like that they're playing Mary Jane very different from what we've come to know her as, because, you know, she's a character that is kind of two-dimensional, and especially in a lot of the uh, 
film versions. And I'm curious to see where they're going to go with her. But I, I do like her figuring it out. I do like the idea that Happy is going to be running around helping Spider-Man. And it's growing on me that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be on this movie. But that's just because I have weird things with Jake Gyllenhaal in my mind. All in all, it looks good. It looks fun. It looks exciting. I'd love to know what you think. If you're excited about this or not. Because, I don't know. It, it feels like the kind of denouement film that we might need after Endgame is kind of a palate cleanser before we get into whatever comes next. But, I don't know. We'll see. If you have any opinions on this, please let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm C. Dorset over there. And finally, I'm also C. Dorset on Instagram, trying to build that up. Um, you can also find me on social well just go to projectshadow.com that gives you a list of all of my social media and stuff over there um yeah if you haven't already rated this episode please do so that helps me out a lot or this podcast if you know anybody you think will like it give it a share that'd be cool if you get a dollar you can throw my way in the show notes you'll see a link to community support if you click that you can join the project at the one five or ten dollar levels that money helps me do just about everything that i do thank you to everybody who does help with that you guys are awesome really seriously awesome um if you don't have any money that's fine just like i said if you can share the podcast that helps out a bunch i'm going to be trying some different things with the podcast because i have a lot of different ideas that i want to try to do if you have anything that you'd like to hear me talk about, let me know. That helps. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.